Each year, more than 12 million people will hear the same three devastating words. You have cancer. I'm Lee Silverstein, a survivor of pediatric kidney cancer and stage four colon cancer. My amazing wife, Linda, has taught me that we have cancer because every one of us is affected by it in some way. Survivors, family, friends, and medical and support team members. And we all have a story worth telling. Welcome to We Have Cancer. Welcome to episode 110 of We Have Cancer. Thank you so much for joining me. And before we go any further, I want to be sure to wish each and every one of you a very Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. I hope you get to spend time doing what you love with the people that you love and enjoy the holiday season and wish you all the best, first and foremost, of good health, happiness, and peace in the new year. My guest this week is Terry Gregg. I had the pleasure of meeting Terry at Call on Congress earlier this year in 2018, and I can tell you with zero hesitation that I have never met a more passionate cancer advocate than Terry. Terry's book, Powered by Hope, How Ordinary People Endure, can be found on Amazon. Uh, Her story has been profiled on the Today Show, on Ellen, many news outlets. Uh, What blew me away most was how Terry was able to compete an Ironman triathlon while dealing with her disease. So I know you're going to be inspired by her incredible story. Join me now for my interview with Terry Gregg. Terry, welcome to the podcast. How are you this evening? I'm, I'm doing greatly. How about yourself? Good. Thank you so much for doing this. Uh, I was fortunate to get to meet you for the first time in Washington at the Call on Congress in March and was just so taken by your story. And uh, I said, I've got to figure out a way to make this work and for us to get together. So uh, thank you. I appreciate it. Happy to share. Uh, So uh, what I wanted to start with was uh, I saw a word on your site, and it's the title of your site. It's in your book, and it also happens to be the tagline of my show, and it's all about hope. Uh, Why hope? What what does hope mean to you? So uh, um, there's kind of a story behind how I came up with – Powered by Hope, which is the name of of the book that I've written in the name of an organization that I've uh, created. But the acronym HOPE, H-O-P-E, stands for How Ordinary People Endure. And another acronym, actually, uh, that somebody brought to my attention recently was Helping Other People Every Day. Um, and so that's really, it's not necessarily hope about a cure, but hope about how you and I and everybody else that is living with cancer can make the most and the best use of every day that we're, we're blessed and fortunate to be here. I love that. So outside of doing things like a call on Congress, uh, talk about some of the other things that you're doing to to indeed help other people. 
Well, so my journey started uh, back in 2009. I was diagnosed in September of 2009 with stage four colon cancer. And that happened uh, two weeks after I completed an Ironman triathlon. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. So it's a 2.4 open water swim, 112 mile bike, and then a 26.2 mile run uh, marathon. And I had been feeling, um, I had done this Ironman in Louisville the year before in 2008 and had come very close to qualifying for the world championship. And I decided that was going to be my goal. And as I was training for 2009, I just didn't uh, I thought maybe I was overtraining or a year old or whatever the deal might be. And what happened was two weeks after I finished that Ironman, I was diagnosed. Um, and what happened from there then, I have I was 48. Uh, I have two older sisters at the time. They were in their early 60s, and they had never had colonoscopies. They both went and had colonoscopies. One had precancerous polyps and uh my other sister was diagnosed with stage three colon cancer. Oh, wow. So I kind of um, call myself an, an accidental advocate, really, uh, because I saved my sister's life immediately. And uh, I was a very private individual. And after that happened, um, I really was like, I have to share my story. People are turning 50, lots of my friends. And if this can happen to me, it can happen to anybody. So that's um, basically, in a nutshell, how I got to be doing what I am doing today, which is sharing my story, raising awareness, uh, teaching people about screening, and then really showing others how they can live with cancer, being under maintenance chemotherapy, living through, as you said, progression and, and the different stages that we all go through. When you talked about sharing your story, it, it's been picked up by some pretty major outlets. Uh, I know that you've had done some major TV appearances. How did that come to be? So what happened, uh, because I had was diagnosed so soon after I had completed that event, that race, I did not give up training. Um, even through the full Fox and all of the major chemo, um, except for when I had surgery, uh, I continued to train and I set goals, um, some small, maybe a 5K. But my big goal was to do a half Ironman, uh, which I did do one year from the date of diagnosis. And it took me about a year to get through all of my initial uh, treatment, the 12 rounds of full fox and colon resection, liver resection and radiation. Um, and then after that, I was placed on maintenance chemotherapy, and I never gave up this dream of qualifying for the World Championship Ironman that's held once a year in Kona, Hawaii. I sent my story into Ironman the summer of 2010, and I mean 2011, two years after, uh, while on maintenance chemotherapy, and they chose my story uh, to be an inspirational story that they featured. Usually at, at this race, they pick four or five stories from around the world, and um I happened to be chosen. And so that's what gave me traction to really, uh, it was seen by millions actually. And so that's what kind of gave my story traction to be able to talk and share uh, what I was able to do and, and um, kind of continue to do since then. Talk about Terry, the emotions, what was going through your mind when you crossed the finish line for that event? 
Well, there's a uh, there's a four minute YouTube video actually where they pulled out all the segments from uh, from the Iron Man race that people can pull up, or maybe we could link to it. Uh, we will. And uh, it's really almost impossible to describe the emotions that were involved in crossing the finish line. Um, I think if you watch the video, um, you know you'll you'll see that they're really not words to describe. It was a victory. Um, it was a dream come true. It wasn't just me that uh, accomplished this. It was having friends and family and a great medical team and people that believed in me that didn't say, no, you can't do this. Um, and so I, you know, it was me crossing, physically crossing the finish line, but it was everybody really crossing the finish line with me. I get it. I get it. And obviously you're still active if it may be not, you know, you're still active today and exercise and, and athletics is, is equally important to you today. Yeah. So, um, after I finished the world championship in 2011, um, I was able to do the world championship half Ironman, um, two other times. And then I also had the goal of running the six major marathons around the world. So Chicago, New York, Boston, Tokyo, London, and Berlin. And so I've, I've, I've run those. I've run the six major world marathon. So I've kind of done all the big races that I've really kind of set my goal and my heart into doing. So now I really, um, I'm, I'm more focused on doing events and participating uh, in some races, but, but not, not being competitive, but, but putting a purpose behind these different things. Like uh, next week, um, going out to Colorado, Fight CRC is having the Climb for a Cure. So there's 70 of us that are going to climb a 14er and raise money for um, for Fight CRC and all that they do. So I kind of pick different. I still love endurance events. Um, so I pick different things like that to uh, to go out and set a goal and train and go do. What does what does exercise mean to you, Terry? Um, do you do you look at it differently since being diagnosed than you did before? Does it ha does it have a different meaning for you? Well, um, you know, I was passionate about uh, sports always, even as a even as a young girl, and uh, I always had an interest in triathlon and when. I started doing marathons back in 2002. I didn't really get into endurance sports until my mid forties. So I, I, I can't say that, that exercise has is different for me now, or the reason why I do it is different because it's basically because I, I love it and I have a passion for it. But um, now I really realize that the benefit I have received from exercise probably outweighs anything else I feel you know, I can do to maintain the best health under these conditions, um, under being, you know, diagnosed with this late stage colon cancer. So I, I guess I just want people to know that it's so important to keep moving uh, when you've been diagnosed and when you're, even when you're going under, undergoing treatment, whether it's, you know, walking to the mailbox or walking to the end of your driveway or walking to the end of the street, um, you need to start somewhere, but it's just 
uh, as important as all the other things that we're asked and told to do um, if you want the best possible outcome. How is your health right now? So I, uh, last summer, had a few goals, different things I wanted to accomplish, and I uh, went on a chemo break. I had been on Avastin and Zolota uh, since, you know, really 2010, after I had finished up that one full year of, of all the other things. Um, I've had a couple reoccurrences, my liver, and uh, so I've had some ablations done there and then uh, bilateral lung resections. And, but last summer I, I thought, well, maybe I'll go on a little chemo break. And so um, it's been three months and then three months and then three months. So I am almost on a one year chemo break right now. I have uh, scans and we watch my CEA and lab work uh, and that I'll be due again the end of July. And I don't know, Lee, it's uh, been something, it's just, it's crazy. Yeah. A miracle. I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to question it. I'm just going to uh -huh. go with it. And um, so that's my status right now is stable. Good for you. Stable is good. Stable mm -hmm. is good. Uh, how many call on Congress events have you attended? Two. So this Two. was your second when I met you. Yes. Um, what does it mean to you to see so many people coming together for a cause uh, like call on Congress? So I, uh, I don't. I wish it wouldn't have taken me so long to go to my first one. I I regret me too. Uh, not having <laughs> more involved. So if I would say one thing to your listeners, it would be, uh, you know, if you feel an inkling or you have some interest in this, I would say act on it, do it, uh, because it was an amazing experience. So, so much so that, you know, I, I would really, I hope I get the opportunity to go back every year. Although I think we should, you know, I want everybody else to be able to go too. And I think it's going to become so popular that they'll probably have to cut off the registration at some point. Um, but it, you know, it was just so comforting to know that there were so many other people out there doing and walking through the same journey that I had been going through. Did you feel that way? A hundred percent, a hundred percent, and the energy and the now that was my first exposure to fight CRC. I'd be, I previously had spent the bulk of my time working with the Colon Cancer Alliance, mm -hmm. and uh, decided I wanted to branch out and and make new friends. Uh, and the the energy level uh, was just at a whole nother a whole nother level than that I'd experienced. Uh, with other organizations. And I, I just thought it was just spectacular. You know, I think we're fortunate um, in the sense that for colorectal cancer, we have two fantastic organizations uh, to represent us and to help us, which is, of course, the Colorectal Cancer Alliance and Fight Colorectal Cancer. And I think a lot of people are aware of the CCA just due to the undie run and mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. somewhat of a national presence that way. Um, and I think Fight CRC is doing amazing things now. They have really caught traction, and um, some of the, you know, the opportunities that they are uh, uh, putting out there for people to do are, are amazing. Yeah. So 
I got to put a plug in for the Colon Cancer Coalition too, and they're yes. and they're get your rear in gear. I'm wearing their T-shirt right now as I'm speaking to you. So, uh, but all, all three, right, just three. you know, you're, uh, I'm doing sorry, great you're work. absolutely correct. Yeah. Um, yep. Uh, I, don't, I don't want Sarah DeBoer or Ann Carlson no. mad, mad at me. <laughs> oh, no, you're, you're, you know what? That my, my bad. You're absolutely correct. And, yeah. and, they, and they all have a different segment, right? They mm -hmm. all, you know, have, you know, uh, Colorectal Cancer Alliance seems to be more focused on patient support. Uh, Fight CRC seems to be more focused on advocacy. And Colon Cancer Coalition is more about, you know, grassroots advocacy and awareness. So they all kind of found their niche, which I think is great. Um, and, you know, there's plenty of room in the sandbox for everybody. Everybody. And, yeah. and I think it's so important that we all collaborate and work together. Yeah, yeah. You know, the lasting effect of Call on Congress to come back and then see posts of people sharing, and this happened uh, with, the, with us with the Florida delegation, to come back and say, and then get alerts, uh, depending on, you know, where people are from, that, you know, such and such senator or such and such con uh, representative has, as a result of our visits, signed on, you know, to these bills. Uh, was just an extra whole layer for me of, of meaning to that event. Uh, we visited one of the state Florida State Senators, uh, Bill Nelson's office, and then I got an email maybe three, four weeks after saying, thank you again for coming to see us. Senator Nelson has signed on to the bill. And how great is that? You know, yeah. how great is that, you know, to see those kinds of things happening? It matters. I mean, what we do matters, that's, that's for sure. I often see people posting in the various Facebook groups talking about their struggle to stay hydrated. And if that applies to you, you should check out H2ORS. H2ORS is an oral rehydration solution. It's a medically accepted alternative to IV hydration. So for those of you who are struggling with this issue of staying hydrated, either due to an ostomy or perhaps chemotherapy, H2ORS is something for you to consider. It'll really help replenish your fluids and electrolyte levels. As a matter of fact, it has three times the electrolytes of most of the popular sports drinks without the excess sugar, artificial flavors, or artificial colors. My buddy Chris Shaw over at H2ORS is offering listeners of the podcast an opportunity to try a free sample of H2ORS. All you need to do is just go to their site, h2ors.com forward slash sample, and they'll ship a free sample out to you, no strings attached. And when you're ready to make your first purchase at h2ors.com, if you use the coupon code CCPOD, they'll give you 10% off your first order. Be sure to stick around to the end of this episode to learn how you can get your rear in gear. What are your goals going forward? Um, not just personally, but in terms of advocacy work and things that you you wanna you wanna be working on. So, uh, in full disclosure, I was asked about six months ago to sit on the board of directors for Fight CRC. So I'm um, congratulations. Really yeah, I'm proud to say that I'm a board member now for that. So a lot of my efforts um, as far as advocacy and work and volunteer hours will go towards helping fight CRC grow and carry their mission out. And I have my own little organization called Powered by Hope. 
And what we do is on more on a local level. Um, I really believe kind of, you know, the Ironman and the races were kind of my, my thing. And I believe that when you hear the words, you have cancer, you've actually entered the greatest race of your life. And so I have medals of hope that we go into cancer infusion centers and radiation centers. Um, if somebody's having a difficult time uh, or, you know, whatever, if we're just notified and asked to come, we give uh, medals of hope to individuals and just celebrate them. It's really kind of something different and amazing. I feel like, um, you know, I'm, I I don't know if, if you're familiar, but a lot of places have a bell that can be oh, rung yeah. at the end of treatment. I've, ra- I've rang it. <laughs> okay. But not everybody, you know, not everybody finishes treatment. And so this is another option of something to do to um, celebrate um, survivors. So I I stay really busy with that. We have a local bike ride event here in St. Louis called Pedal the Cause. And it's uh, usually the end of September. I have a team. This will be our ninth year for Pedal the Cause. I sit on the board of directors for them also. And uh, this year uh, we have a team of 200 members on Powered by Hope. And uh, we've just, as a, as a team, just as our team has eclipsed uh, raising over $1 million for wow. cancer research here locally. So as an organization, Pedal the Cause is an organization, uh, we've raised uh, $19.8 million in, uh, in eight years. So 100% of every dollar donated for this ride goes to cancer research. Everything's underwritten. And so that's, that takes, you know, that. It's a fair amount of time right there too. So I stay busy between that and training (laughs) for events and, um, you know, uh, my family and I, I just, I feel very uh, fortunate. So that's what I do. Sure. I will include links to powered by hope and pedal of the cause into the show notes for today's episode for our listeners. You'll be able to find that at we have cancer show.com and I'll have links to all those in the show notes little shout out for your family. You've talked about your family, um, your sisters. How's your sister doing? So, and I, you know, I many times forget to mention that. My sister Joanne is in remission now. Uh, that's, I guess, uh, eight and a half years out. And so she is doing really great. Um, I'm just celebrated, I better get this right, uh, 30 plus years, 31 years of marriage to my husband. Um, you were standing behind you. You better get it right. Yeah, <laughs> um, he's the numbers guy. I just show up every day. Uh, I have a son that's 29 and a daughter that is 25. And, uh, you know, they are well aware uh, with our family history. We've had lots of genetic testing and all that done. There doesn't seem to be a link uh, in our family. But as we all know, um, you know, they need to get tested early. And uh, so they're well aware of, of what they need to do to take care of their their health also. Where does your positive attitude come from, Terry? Uh-huh. Boy, um, well, thank you. First of all, I take that as a, as a major compliment. It um, is. You know, so if, if you read my book, Powered by Hope, um, I'm also a recovering alcoholic and I just celebrated uh, 25 years of sobriety and and thank you. And the reason, the only reason I bring that up is because you specifically asked me about uh, positive attitude and in the 12 steps, which 
as a member of uh, going to AA, it's an outline for living. And people many times ask me, you know, how, how did you deal? How do you deal with cancer? And cancer is another disease, just like alcoholism is a disease. And in alcoholism, I was given these tools of how to deal with it on a daily basis. And I just really transferred a lot of those skills over into uh, dealing with cancer. Um, Interesting. So, wow. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. You 12, know, I, 12 steps for cancer. You know, <laughs> it's. It, I never thought about that. And I don't have a personal experience, but I, I know people who work in the field. So that that's how I'm aware of 12 steps. But yeah, you just you just uh, virtually slapped me between the in, on the forehead with that. Wow. Good. Good. <laughs> it I, is. It's a it's a good food for thought, really. I mean, yeah. I'm glad. I, I'm glad. You know. I'm glad you asked it. And I have. I. You know. It's not something I always bring up in conversation, but I. I, I never mind talking about it because it's really a part of who I am. Mm -hmm. That's prop. That's a lot of where that that comes from. That is. And my faith. Sure. So. Sure. No, I ask the question because I think I'm wired the same way, and and people ask me the same question. So, I you know I I like to ask uh, get other people's perspective. Because, you know, I approach it the same, you know, I have the same outlook. I, I won't say uh, I don't I don't use the 12 steps uh, as a way to approach it. But but attitude has been a huge part of how I've been able to cope with my disease. So someone's listening to our conversation who um, may not physically be able to get one of your medals, but might need might need to hear something, you know, from you and I verbally to, to, to boost them up. Uh, maybe they've uh, hit a tough time or maybe they or, or someone they love was recently diagnosed. Um, words of, words of wisdom. Wow. That's a loaded, that's a big question. <laughs> Not to put you on the spot loaded. or anything. <laughs> I know. Um, you know, I, um, I many times will draw a comparison to doing the Ironman as to uh, this being in this race for cancer, right? And a lot of it has to do in, in the parallels that I will draw to it is, um, you know, for an Ironman, uh, you have a coach. And in cancer, I have uh, doctors. In Ironman, you have uh, support, you know, at different points people are there to help you and that's the same you need uh, i formed an army i call it call it terry's troops and I'm, I'm not marching through this alone i have all kinds of people that support me you have to do proper training you have to do what's asked of you and uh the, when the day of the race comes so whatever that may be whether it's surgery or radiation or chemo or you know whatever it may be uh, you have to break it down into manageable steps so, you know, the day of the Ironman, uh, you know, I, you have a 2.4 open mile swim and, you know, you, you got to get through the swim before you can move on to the bike. And then you look at this 112 mile bike. Well, you know, and if, as you make it through the bike, you get to the run. And really, by the time you hit that run, it's, it's been, out, you've been out there quite a while. But so that, that's where it's really important to take it one mile at a time. You can't think about the end of the race at the end of the 26.2 miles. You really have to break it down to one mile at a time. And then if you have problems there, you have to even break it down shorter. Maybe it's to the end of the block or maybe it's to the next 
light pole or stoplight or whatever it may be. So, um, you know, if you, if you, I don't know if that's relatable for everybody, um, but it, but that's the way my mind kind of works. And I just have to really uh, break it down. And I have, I think the other very important thing is you have to be willing to ask for help, very humbling experience. And once you ask for help, then the, the key is to really be willing to take it then and to open up and allow your others to really serve and help you. I think it's wonderful advice. I mean, control what you can control and don't, don't look ahead. Um, uh, I'm in the process of putting together a talk that I'll be giving in a few weeks. And, and I highlight that there's two things I don't worry about and that's yesterday and tomorrow mm-hmm. because I can't change either one of them. Mm-hmm. I can just control what's in front of me right now. And you, you know, you've said the same thing just differently. Um, and you know, it's it, 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 a whole lot easier said than done. Right. Um, you know, when you have that scan coming up or, uh, you know, that, uh, the procedure, whatever it is to, to let your mind, uh, get way ahead of you. But uh, I think that's wonderful advice. So thank you. You know, the the other thing is, Lee, um, you, you turn it over and take it back. But the important thing is if you continue to turn it back over, right? You know, you don't, if you can just not hold on to it all the time and, and give it up to somebody else or your God or your higher power, mm-hmm. whatever it is. But we're all human. Um, and so, but, but if you, you know, if you just keep trying, just keep relinquishing the control, um, and, you know, that you things that you can't control. My sister would always say, learn to love the things you can't control. Mm-hmm. I think, it, you know, it's a, a, for, a tough statement, but very true. For some people, that's really hard, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Depending mm-hmm. on how you're wired. Well, Terry, this has uh, been wonderful. I really uh, appreciate you taking a little bit of time and and jumping on the show to, to share this. Where, where can people find you online? So I have two websites, uh, terrygreed.com, which um, I travel the country and do speaking, talk, tell my story, and uh, inspirational, motivational, whatever you want to call it, so people can check check me out there. And then for Powered by Hope, it's poweredbyhope.org. Uh, we have the Facebook page, Powered by Hope, uh, Twitter, and um Instagram and I'm, I'm pretty easy to find. And then if anybody wants to read my story, uh, you can find the book on my website or on Amazon and it is, um, uh, on audio too. So you can download it okay. if you want. Um, and if somebody has, uh, wants a medal or we have coins of courage, all they have to do is email through the website. I'm happy to, to share my hope, uh, with the coins in them the medals with others. That's what we do. We, we, we're here to, to give and, and uh, to serve however we can. So That's spectacular. And I'll have links to all of those again in those show notes uh, at wehavecancershow.com. Terry, first and foremost, uh, good luck on the scans. The end of this month, this episode is going to come out afterwards, but uh, I, I'd be remiss to not uh, give you well wishes and just wish you, you know, continued uh, stability and good health and most importantly, just thank you. Thank you for just all the amazing work that you're doing to make a difference. And I know in your new role on the board of Fight CRC, uh, you'll be part of a group that's just doing great work. And uh, hopefully I'll make it back to uh, call on Congress in March. 
but I'm sure our paths will cross again, and I look forward to when that happens. And I, I just want to thank you, Lee, honestly, for all um, I've, I've followed your, you on Twitter and on Facebook and your podcast. Um, it was fantastic to be able to put a face to this, you know, especially your podcast um, and all that you've done and the awareness that you have raised and your positivity also. Uh, I, I um, you know, I, I just personally wanted to thank you because it's, it's meant a lot in my journey. And I know you've, your reach is, um, wow, it's far, far more reaching than I think that you, that you would ever imagine. So keep doing what you're doing. I please. appreciate that a lot. That means a, a lot to me. So I appreciate mm-hmm. that. Thanks so much. Terry, you be well. Okay. Thank you. Here are the Get Your Rear and Gear events taking place in the near future coming up in early 2019, beginning on Saturday, January 19th out in Muscatine, Iowa is the 80s themed Get Your Rear Rolling Bowling event. This is taking place at Rose Bowl on Grandview Avenue in Muscatine, Iowa. Moving into February, we've got a couple of Get Your Rear and Gear Run Walk events starting on Saturday for our friends out in Austin, Texas at Camp Maybury, Texas National Guard. In Austin, Texas is the Get Your Rear and Gear 5K Run Walk and Kids Fun Run. And the following day on Sunday, February 24th, out in Tucson, Arizona at Omni Tucson National Resort is the Get Your Rear and Gear 5K Run Walk. Information on all these events can be found on the Colon Cancer Coalition website at coloncancercoalition.org forward slash events. Thank you for listening to We Have Cancer, and thank you to our sponsors, H2ORS and the Colon Cancer Coalition for your support. We Have Cancer is a proud supporter of Genie's Blue Angels, providing financial support to those affected by colorectal cancer.